Science education, fitness too. Molecular moms got it all for you. All right. So thanks for agreeing to have a little chat with me. So, um, yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, I can uh, share your story a little bit and what your experience has been as a, a woman in science, as a successful woman in science. So if you could just give our viewers um, a little bit of background about who you are, where you've come from, what your career track has sort of looked like. Um, yeah. Yeah, so basically, uh, I'm an Icelandic woman. So I, I was born in Iceland, and I did my bachelor's in biochemistry at the University of Iceland. And then uh, I wanted to you know, further my education. So I went to get my PhD at UT Southwestern in Medical Center in Dallas, Texas. And uh, I wanted to study metabolism because my background you know, is in, in athletics and soccer. So I was really interested in metabolism and especially I wanted to study type two diabetes. So, oh yeah, I was there for about five and a half years. And then I did a postdoc at Duke University and I was there for two and a half years and still, you know, in the, in the you know, field of type two diabetes and metabolic uh, syndrome. And then I moved back to Iceland in 2014 and I went to work for a company called Guinness, which was isolating and extracting active uh, oligosaccharides from strip shells. Mm -hmm. And uh, for, for uh, like a nutraceutical product. Right. And I was there for about uh, two and a half years. And then now, uh, yeah, at Guinness, I was basically the uh, chief scientific officer. I, I ran the lab over there. And I also, you know, I also dabbed in like the sales and marketing side in the, at the company and uh, participated in like getting clinical trials started, uh, getting uh, products launched. And then uh, right now, I'm the uh, chief operating officer at a bike company called Cyanatura. And we are isolating active molecules both from microalgae. And we are growing microalgae using new technology. And we just submitted a patent application for that. So it's also kind of a tech company also. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we also isolate uh, active molecules from a plant that that has been in Iceland since like the Viking era and it's called uh, Angelica Argentelica. So yeah, so basically I'm in the nutraceutical business. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what, what, why did you make that transition from academics to more of the industry side of science? Yeah, so I think it was more just by chance. You know, I, I, ne I never planned to for this to go like this. I was going to stay in academia because I think that was, you know, what I knew. And uh, I think that's also what's promoted in academia, which yeah, you know, in hindsight, I think that's really wrong because I think graduate students should be taught more about the business side so that they are better adapt that they can, because, you know, we are problem solvers. Right. So you can go, you can go into and almost anything you, you can go, you can, you know, I haven't gone from the science side, so I'm still, uh, I, we still have the research and development, uh, uh, department at my company and the company that I was before. But I think, you know, a lot of graduate students, 
that have a scientific background, they are just really good at problem solving. So they can just go into any like cross disciplinary field, even even politics, you know, something very different. Right. Then I think yeah, maybe, no, I agree completely. Yeah. I mean, that's really what a PhD teaches you is how to solve problems regardless of what those problems are and exactly. where to get the information that you need to solve those problems. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think it was by chance. I just got contacted by this company in Iceland and they wanted to hire me. Okay. So it was kind of, you know, yeah. So at first I wasn't really. Kind of landed in your lap. It kind of landed in my lap. Yeah, there was it, it was kind of how it, how it went. And I'm glad, you know, today because I think that my qualities, I think I'm actually better off in industry than in academia. And I see that now. Yeah. So. No, I, I have the same perspective. Um, and I'm glad that I made the transition because I think I'm probably actually happier being in the more fast paced. Um, more varied day-to-day experience being in industry than I would have been yeah. in an academic route where you're working on the same project, yeah. dealing with the funding issues that yeah. you're just, just, that's your headache every day. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, I think it definitely, like you said, should be promoted more in the yeah. in academic. Um, and that uh, having some of the more business side, I think that there, there should be some extra classes that students should be encouraged to take as graduate students. Absolutely. Uh, to help them with that transition. Um, yeah. What do you think are some of the most vital components to being successful as a career mom, someone in the STEM mm-hmm. field, also having a yeah. family, raising a family? Because you're, you're a mom of two boys yeah. um, mm-hmm. and a wife. So yeah. how, do you, how do you balance that? So I think it's... Uh, it depends on your person. I mean, it depends on yourself and it also depends on, you know, your spouse. It depends on, you know, if you have family around or not. It also depends on what country you're in. And so in Iceland, we have really good support network. We have fantastic uh, daycare centers. We have good school. It's not, you know, very expensive, like the school system here in Iceland. And we have fantastic after-school programs and athletics and, you know, soccer clubs and basketball clubs. So there are a lot of things that kids can do. Uh, But for me, I think, you know, my major, uh, uh, I think the biggest factor for me to be able to be successful is that I have a really, really supportive husband, you know? So I think think that's like the biggest, biggest point, you know? So, yeah. and I mean that 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 means so much, you know. I mean, he moved he moved with me to you know to the states for my for graduate school, and he moved me when I wanted to go to Duke University. And then when I got the job in Iceland, he moved with, with me back, you know, back to yeah. Iceland. And I mean, basically in Iceland, uh, we get like nine months maternity leave. Mm. paid by the government. But you didn't have your boys when you were in no. Iceland. You had them when you were in the U.S., which does not I have, have a nice I know. I got like still in academics. I know. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm like, you know, when women here in Iceland are complaining, I'm just like, yeah, don't complain. Yeah, you don't know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but, you know, basically, my husband was at home with the boys. And like six weeks, I leave, I leave them with my husband. And then, you know, it's, 
that's not something that uh, a that's, lot of women. That's not common. Yeah. No, it's not common. I yeah, mean, my like, husband's home with our youngest now. Yeah, so it's not common I, I at all. That's a common thread. If you're going to be successful, yeah. you need to have a husband that's that's gonna that's supportive money at the time and contributing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Exactly. Um, and then I think so, also the key thing is that for me, because you know, I'm always moving more and more towards the business side, and I'm always, you know, my responsibility, you know, for many employees and for the company where it's going. It's stressful, so it's uh, you know many work hours. I often work from home at night, so having the house clean and proper is uh, a key because then you don't get irritated because then right. you're not stressed out looking at the mess around yeah. you. So, so like having help, like I have a woman coming like once a week to clean and do everything, you know, and that like I there was such a relief for me to have that. And it's so worth it to be able to do that. So, so I think that's also very you helpful. No. To help yeah. Part of that. <laughs> yeah. And then I think yeah. it's, it's also knowing when to stop yourself because, you know, if you're really ambitious, you can really kill yourself and work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that that's uh, a big Taking issue. Taking on too much. Yeah. And then yeah. you just burn out. So yeah. I think for me, because, like I love working out, and I think that if I if I'm not in good shape, I I cannot produce as much. I'm not as productive. Mm-hmm. So, and when I get too stressed out, I my husband sees it before I I see, you know, and he he's like, okay, I see that this weekend we need to go hiking or do something, mm-hmm. like going into nature, and that's kind of what I do here in Iceland, because we have such a fantastic landscape. So, mm-hmm. so we'll go we'll go out and go look at some waterfalls and go hiking and i think just being in nature really like helps me recharge stress reliever yeah yeah and we have fantastic also public swimming pools in iceland so we have like geothermal energy so we have hot water so it doesn't matter you know what year you know what uh, if it's winter if it's summer you can always go to the swimming pools and do like go to the hot tubs and go to a hot and cold therapy and I think, you know, that's also something that, that I do really often. Yeah. That just keeps me healthy and sane, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I agree. That's that's actually one thing I miss being in Houston now is coming from North Carolina, living there for nearly a decade. There's a lot of outdoor activities to do there and lots of hiking. And yeah. now that I'm in Houston, it's just very flat and yeah. it's mm-hmm. very urban. And yeah. There are some places to get out and about, but it's just not the same, and no. air quality is not the same. And yeah. I really, I really find myself missing that uh, yeah. a lot, and I miss North Carolina exactly. a lot. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. air quality. Yeah, pretty much the gym for me is mostly what I do, and then having a little mm-hmm. tiny baby right now, it's not easy to get yeah. out. So I just go to the gym. But how Absolutely. do you, how do you like make time to fit it in? How would you suggest that other people so, are trying to work that into their life? fit it in yeah so it's it's so easy to neglect yourself it's so easy and i've done this i've i've you know had a long long period many many months that i just don't put you know my needs at you know anywhere near the first 10 places you know in prior in the priority list so and that just ends up not being good because then you just get grumpy lilia you know and so what I do is that I have uh, I have two soccer practices a week, 
and I have it on Mondays, and then I have on Thursday evenings. So I'm actually late evening, so I actually have a soccer practice tonight. And oh, okay. because I love soccer and I think it's so much fun and it's just as much physical as mental for me, like a release, you know, to be able to go. And, and if I if I miss those soccer practices, I, I really feel it, you know, mm-hmm. on my mood, you know. So I think uh, for me to be being able to exercise at least, you know, vigorously twice a week is, is really important. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I I try to go several times a week at least, and it yeah. definitely helps my mood. And I can just I can just feel like it falling off of me after I'm yeah. 15, 20 minutes in. I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. not so angry about everything yeah. going on or <laughs> upset yeah. about the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I'm there with you. So, all right. So we uh, want to wrap up. Um, but thanks again for for chatting with me and good luck in all of your endeavors. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Goodbye. Science education, fear this too. Molecular moms got it all for you.